It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Okay, thanks for being with us here on this uh, Thursday. Wrapping up the uh, week. Tomorrow, not today, tomorrow, wrapping up the week. Uh, the great P-Man here with you. Uh, we've got Ben B-Baby Byram. Hey, Ben. Producing the show today. Little TJ Long there. I like it. Uh, and uh, intern Dom back in the hizzle today, which is uh, good to see. Ben, can we get Dom set up uh, on the uh, the other mic there? I, I wanna... Yeah, absolutely. He's been doing a statewide tour, so... Has he? I think well, really a chance to talk to him before he went on the air here. So well, you've heard of four Christmases. This guy had five Christmases. I mean, he did had he really? Bit. Yeah. I mean, this guy okay. went all over. That's good. Good for Dom. All right, he's getting set up in there. Okay. Well, just let me know when he's in there. We'll get to him here in a second. Um, Mike Houston joins us on the show today. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hear from Coach. Kind of a wrap up to the. Uh, to the uh, excellent 2022 season, and then we'll find out, you know, where we can go as far as uh, 2023 is concerned. Anxious to talk to Coach about a few things and uh, talk a little bit about uh, Mason Garcia. You know, I kind of was, I don't want to say hesitant, but I, I think out of out of respect to everybody involved, I didn't feel like it would it was fair to ask a bunch of Mason Garcia questions. Yeah, I understand that. Publicly. Now, we, we asked some questions off the record at times and got answers. Well, what are you going to ask that hasn't already been asked? I mean, Well, that's true. Yeah. And, and people wanted to know. But, but, I, you know, I think, and I'm talking about the long view here. I'm not talking about yeah. today or, you know, the, before the bowl game. I, I'm talking, you know, the three years that Garcia's been here. And in a lot of ways, this is the way college football kind of used to be, Ben. Yeah. The guy came in, the guy would, you know, be the backup. And when the incumbent starter or older starter graduated, then he'd start. That's kind of the way it used to be, you know, yeah. back in the day. That pesky transfer portal, though, which I saw a report yesterday where they, they're implementing something to kind of limit that a little bit and kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to make it or prevent it from being a thing where you, you know, multiple times. Can transfer. Limit. I mean, basketball. That we had a game. The guy. It was the guy who scored. It was Kelly, the guy who scored all the points for Central Florida. C.J. Kelly. Yep. He Who's, was on his fourth school in five seasons. He had a massive game last night as well against Memphis. You know, I was. We didn't get a chance to mention it yesterday. The game of the night I thought was going to be, and it ended up being a, a really good game. Uh, was right here in North Carolina. No, not Pitt and Duke. Not Florida State uh, traveling to Winston Salem. Was it A and T and not A and T and Elon? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, although that's got a little spice to it because of the proximity and the triad, and it's a conference game. Yeah. But it was Charleston at Wilmington. 
Yeah, at, yeah, absolutely. There were some win streaks on the line of that game. Yeah, both teams had double-digit win streaks. And uh, number twenty-two, Charleston, and my guy uh, Pat Kelsey won uh, by two points to to move to seventeen and one overall. I know Mole's been high on him. He was on the Charleston train before anybody. Yeah. I mean, even last year, I remember him giving him praise like they were going to be a good team down the road. Yeah. But uh, the game of the night probably was Memphis at UCF, which went double overtime. And uh, UCF, despite being down all these bodies, won. Yeah, I mean, you said they were probably a tournament team, and uh, I didn't. I'm not buying into it. But they've they've gotten some impressive wins so far. They've they've, they've been pretty impressive. Now, do you respect the uh, opinion of my colleague and friend, our colleague and friend, Cy Seymour? Yeah, absolutely. Silas says they're a tournament team. Okay. Okay. I No, I could see it. I mean, I wasn't buying into it at first, but I definitely could see it. I just always felt like that team was built a little bit weird. I mean, they had a, they have that freshman and that sophomore that's really kind of been their anchor of that team, and then they kind of built around it with these, like, senior transfers, and I thought that was kind of a weird recipe for success, but Johnny Dawkins has got it going. Everybody's doing it. That was a great game because Memphis went up uh, rather – Central Florida went up five in the first overtime, and I thought, well, that's done. And then Memphis rips off five in a row, including a a steal and a dunk at the end. And they wind up uh, dropping it in double overtime. So that was the game of the night. I'll tell you another sleeper game in the conference was uh, for a little bit there, South Florida-Houston. South Florida was hanging in there with Houston and kind of exposing them there for a little bit, which uh, – Well, know, Houston, was, yeah. Houston was uh, without one of their main guys and – um, I think Houston played, if not their poorest game of the season, one of them. Yeah. And South Florida absolutely. played well. And, and that's what, now hear me out. That's what happened last night in Greenville or in uh, Cincinnati with ECU. Yeah, I agree. Probably played their worst game of the year and Cincinnati couldn't miss. 14 threes, 10 of them in the first half. We'll uh, update it here in our pirate report, which uh, we'll get to in just a sec. Intern Dom. I feel bad calling him intern Dom, but right now that's what we got to do in a way. Yeah, I'm right here. How you doing? I'm well. Did you? You're back with us. I'm Came back, back. Back for good. Just had a little month-long break. Went to New York with some buddies. What? Yeah. Okay. Had a two-day trip with some buddies. Uh, stayed in. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You went two days to New York? Uh, you can say three days. Yeah, it wasn't a long okay. trip. Okay. Still. Did you fly? Did you get caught up in all the flying mess, or did you drive like a I, crazy person? I actually did fly, but we did get caught up in flying mess. I uh, It was canceled, uh, and I had to stay in D.C. with my friend's okay. aunt for a day. Your I, friend's aunt? What? Yeah, we we drove around. It was a whole crazy mess. And Sounds like hell. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a mess. Now, was your friend with you? Yeah, our friend. my friend was okay. with us. Okay, I uh, see. Well, that makes a little more sense. Okay. Yeah, it was still a nice night. Well, there you go. Look at Dom. Well, I tell you what, Dom doesn't uh, doesn't stay still for long, does he, Ben? <laughs> I love Dom. Dom's a Dom's a hard worker. Dom is a Dom. Dom is an ace. Dom will be Ben. will be working for Dom one day. That's the kind of I, quality person Dom is. I can. Well, he's got the stern traits. You're right. He's he's the guy who is uh, Dom's. Dom's going to be a superstar. Uh, anything else, Dom, to report? Any? How'd you do with your your grades there? Your marks last semester, okay? I don't mean to brag, but I did get straight A's. I can't. Wow! Say I, can't say. I see what I see? What I mean, Ben? You see what I'm saying, Ben? 
can't say I have the hardest major in the world with communications, but uh, that's okay. In, in the radio radio business, I mean, communications fits right with it. So I'm I'm here. Okay. It brought me here. So life is good. Hey, I never got straight A's in my life. No, that, that probably surprises you, but I've never it got does. straight. You know what? It, <laughs> it, it does, does surprise me. Too it does surprise me. Hey, uh, Dom, do you are you impressed with Ben's championship belt? By the way, I am. He's been. He's been showing it off pretty hard right now. Did he let you hold it? or, or He hasn't not, let me could... touch it yet. Either. No, nobody yeah. gets to touch it. So you're not a champion, uh, Dom, so you I, can't. I'm not a champion, but I also wasn't in that league. So if I was in Ooh. that, I'm pretty positive I would have won. Oh, this guy. Uh, I don't like Dom Maybe anymore. Next ben, year. are you going to put Dom in the league next year? He can be in the league if he wants to. See, Dom likes to play for money, and I'm not about that. I mean, I'll, I'll do one league for he, free. He I mean, sees that belt, and he sees I'll play in that league for, you know. Dom, by the way, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm corrupting a young man uh, here, but uh, Ben, we're we're continuing to hear some interesting things about sports gambling. Yeah, I wonder what the latest development is with that. Uh, it seems like you know we always get really close, and then it goes away for a couple months, and then we bring it back up again. So I'm hoping this is the time. Well, you know, we had uh, a guest on yesterday, or we we had a montage, I should say, of. Uh, of, of all of the uh, various people yesterday. And uh, I'll, I'll look that up here in a second. Let me let me get to some ECU things. Ben, go ahead and fire up the Pirate Report uh, machine here. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, East Carolina announcing today that the Pirate Club has set a new fundraising record during the 2022 calendar year. $36.7 million, nearly $4 million higher than the previous mark, which was 2016. Uh, an update on the Pirates Unite Capital campaign in which the indoor practice facility is folded into. And uh, in the time period since that was launched, $15.2 million. Of the sixty million going to that campaign, so we'll see uh, as that continues. That that money's got to be raised. But what a year as far as the Pirate Club goes with thirty six point seven million, and we'll see if that can be replicated. We probably need to get uh, the Double R Express on at some point, Ryan Robinson, to uh, to talk about all of this. Uh, would be great to have Ryan. We haven't had him on in forever, and. Uh, it's always nice to talk to him. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Pirates lose a basketball last night, uh, blowout defeat at the hands of Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats had a torrid shooting evening. This is Mike Swartz on the ECU Sports Radio Network uh, here on 94.3 The Game talking about it last night. They're a really good shooting team, and we knew that. And, um, you know, you let a team get going like they did in the first half and you let Davenport make four and Nolly starts the game with two. And uh, it's d disappointing that we let them get some of those looks. They earned a lot of them, uh, but but we got to make it more difficult and take away that three-point line. But you know what? We, we, we guarded the three-point line better in the second half and they had an answer in the paint uh, with their bigs. And, and, you know, and that's why they're a complete basketball team. And Coach felt like his team got the good looks. I thought we got some really good looks in the first half, some really good ones that, uh, you know, catch and shoot shots from guys that we trust to shoot the ball in terms of RJ and Brandon, and they just didn't go in the first half. You know, Quentin gave us a nice spark to start the game. Um, but, you know, if, if the other team's scoring, 
the way they were scoring the first half, you, your best hope is at some point is you got to keep it close with scoring the basketball. And, you know, we ended up getting down 13 at halftime, and, uh, and they, they extended that in the second half. Uh, let's see here. Um, Coach Schwartz thought his team did not physically compete. I don't doubt that, that, you know, watching the film, I'll be able to see, you know, what possessions that we were disappointed with in terms of what we did and, and on either side of the ball. But I do think Javon and other guys stepped up to play hard. Uh, but, but, but physically, we weren't able to compete. You know, once we took away the three-point line in the second half, it just, uh, they... They really pounded it inside and into Lakin, and they really got that ball down inside to them, and they, they hurt us on the glass. And, you know, we'll grow and we'll learn from this, but but it's disappointing to, uh, you know, you, you never want to go through it this way. Now, East Carolina was without uh, Jalen Walker. He was back in Greenville sick. And then uh, Winston Tabs was on the trip. Was he in, like, sweats or street clothes, Ben? Do we know? He was or, in or sweats was... on the bench. He was, yeah. okay. So uh, Tabs was unavailable. Uh, this is Coach uh, elaborating on that. Of course, that's going to be difficult. I guess that that's sports, and that's what you're going to have to deal with. But uh, no, Jaden Walker, someone that's a you know 25 minute a game guy for us, that does play, uh, gives a lot of versatility and length defensively, and you know maybe that could have helped us a little bit. And uh, Jaden's been someone that can get the ball to the paint for us. And then obviously Winston uh, more so could maybe keep the floor spaced and maybe could, you know, shoot the basketball in terms of like you like you alluded to, you know, shooting the basketball period. So but that's sports and that's where, you know, other guys have opportunities to step up and some guys did in some scenarios and, and others didn't as much. Uh, yeah, Quentin Bougier in the first half uh, looked good for the Pirates. Uh, Javon Small scored 17 of his 23 in the second half. Uh, he was a little banged up. An update on his health. I don't know what happened yet. We'll have to see. I think he, he made a shot. It was actually on a made shot, and I think he, you know, he kind of bothered his knee somehow, some way, and, and it was bothering him a little bit, and we took him out of the game. And so we'll see what's going on with it. But uh, this is all sports in terms of injuries or guys not playing or guys battling through. Nobody is going to be able to be 100%. We're obviously not the deepest team, so uh, when, when our depth is fractured like that, that, that does affect us. But uh, other guys have opportunities, and they need to step up. All right, uh, Pirates will try to get off the schneid on Sunday when they will host uh, South Florida at 1 o'clock. Our coverage will begin on 94.3, the game at noon that day. Uh, right now, your chance to win four tickets to the uh, game on Sunday, plus a $25 Chico's gift card. And uh, when we come back, Coach Houston will join us. Mike Houston to wrap up the uh, 2022 season, kind of put a uh, bit of a synopsis post-bowl game on that. And uh, we'll hear from Coach as we go one-on-one -on -one with the uh, head pirate, Mike Houston. You could be a winner of uh, a four-pack of tickets and a Chico's gift card. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. We'll uh, tell you about the winner, but welcome Coach Houston right after this. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. What a way for Pirate football to end the season. Mike Houston is uh, joined us here. We really appreciate the coach anytime he gives us a few minutes. And uh, I thought it'd be good to get a little synopsis of 2022 and, and talk about everything between now and when the spring game, uh, the spring Spring ball fires up here. Coach Houston, uh, hope it was a great holiday for you. I know it was with the win in the bowl game and a nice new year and all that. And 
Thanks for taking a few minutes with us here this afternoon. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, what you know, what a what a great ending for Pirate football and uh, Pirate Nation, and you know, not only to be back in a bowl game, but to you know win uh, win a game and to win it convincingly the way we did. And uh, it was just perfect ending to the 2022 season. So just excited about that. And now uh, we got uh, a day or two off. That was about it. I mean, we're full <laughs> yeah. throttle. Yeah. Full throttle with uh, recruiting and, uh, you know, getting ready for 2023. So, uh, you know, it's uh, we're full steam ahead. Well, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that uh, and, and kind of what's, you know, on the docket here for you guys now. Uh, there's some interesting things going on, obviously, within the program and uh, and within college football. Uh, it was very cool, though, to, to talk to Holt Naylor's in the aftermath of the bowl game. And he looked like a million pounds had been – you know, lifted off of his shoulders, but he also, I think, was just so so happy for the program and happy for his teammates. Uh, it, it was re- that was some cool stuff. I mean, you, rarely do we get a, a really good storybook ending, but that was one for him, and, and I think it was a- appropriate on a lot of levels. Well, you know, he and I have talked a couple times since the bowl game, and uh, the one thing I told him was, you know, that that ending kind of solidified his legacy. Uh, here at East Carolina University and uh you know he, he and his dad I mean Holton will Holton will come back here a decade from now and you know I would anticipate you know just revered by the fan base uh and his family uh forever uh will be a, a part of you know pirate football history and so I just think it's you know it is it is very much a storybook ending to his career and you know when he made the decision a year ago to return for his final season I don't know I'm you know you always say well, we're so close to this or so close to that but you know all things happen for a reason and you know he, he had a senior year that he will never forget and it's I, I'm just happy for him proud of him uh, and just uh, a great way to go out coach uh, when you have players uh, that that have turned things around here and, and put together big wins this season, a big bowl win. There's obviously talent. Some guys uh, have, have decided to, to go to the NFL specifically. Well, I mean, the, the four that are, that had eligibility left Noah Henderson's high up on some boards. Uh, obviously I think CJ Johnson physically checks a lot of boxes, Keaton Mitchell and what he brings to the table. And, and then Ryan Jones. So there's a lot to replace there, but, but I think that's also, telling people where this program is that you have players like that, that have, you know, exhausted some eligibility, at least enough to go to, to the pro ranks that are deciding to do that. So that, that speaks to the talent and the depth of talent, uh, in this program, I would have to say on some level. Well, we didn't, we didn't have these things coming up a few years ago. So no. yeah, <laughs> that's a good, good thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's where, it's where you want the program to be. You know, you, 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 you have guys that came here, they had great careers here, and they have an opportunity to play after college. And I think that's that's where the program is as we sit here today. And uh, you know, I'm excited for those guys. You know, I've been I've been talking to CJ, talking to uh uh Keaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know Noah and Holton are down at the Hula Bowl right now. Yeah. Uh so, you know, all those guys are you know preparing for their next opportunity and we're excited about that you know we 
we're working on setting a, a date for our pro day. Um, you know, I, I would anticipate us having every single NFL team and, uh, you know, here in attendance. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what's next for those guys. Yeah. Um, when, when those decisions are made coach, are they, how much consult do you have? Is it kind of a case by case basis? What, what I'm sure you all provide as much information as you can for anybody right. uh, who, who wants it, but is, is it kind of a case by case deal when, when you go through that? Yeah. I mean, it, every, every situation is different. Uh, you know, every, every young man is in a different, uh, you know, different things he's got to weigh. Um, and, and the biggest thing I try to do is I, I give them the feedback that we get from scouts and NFL, uh, personnel departments, mm-hmm. um, and just you know, put them in touch with people that they can talk to and just, my biggest thing I try to do is just give them as much education about, you know, their specific situation uh, as I can possibly give them. And then, you know, they make the decision. Uh, you know, my job is at the end of the day is to support them uh, as best I can, uh, no matter what decision they make. And that's uh, every one of them, you know, Keaton, yeah, I'd love for him to come back and play another year, but I understand his reasoning too. Sure. And he and I have had very, very honest conversations. And I told him, you know, he 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 leaves here. He could not have a greater recommendation than what I would give him to any and everybody that uh, that I speak with because he has done it the right way. Uh, he, every, our fans see what a great player he is on the field, but I'm telling you, he is an even more incredible human being. And I'm just I'm fortunate to have had the time with him that I've had, and I'm going to help any way I can to you know, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, uh, assist him and, and the very best opportunity he can find. And that's, uh, that's how I am with the, with all of them. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, uh, it's every year's a new year, every team's a new team. And certainly this 2022 team, uh, had a lot of guys that created a lot of opportunities for themselves. And so, you know, we're going to continue to support them, uh, as part of our program and our family, uh, you know, no matter which direction they're going with their career. Coach Mike Houston, uh, join us here. Patrick Johnson show today. We appreciate Coach taking some time uh, to talk with us uh, here. Uh, and we're going to start to talk about some things with uh, the 2023 season. Uh, and part of that will be uh, Rajay Harris's return. What what update can you give the fans on, on how his rehab is going, Coach? It's going great. Uh, talked to uh, the athletic training staff this morning. And, uh, you know, probably next month he'll start running. Uh, so, uh, he, he's doing well training hard. I mean, he's, he's a very driven, uh, individual and, you know, he is attacking this rehab the same way, you know, he's, he attacks his training and preparation for the season. So, you know, I don't know that he will do much this spring, uh, during spring practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would anticipate him being, you know, fully ready to go by the beginning of the summer. Coach, when you, uh, We've we've talked to you many times, and it's always a, a real pleasure to speak to you. And we appreciate your time, uh, whatever venue we get a chance to talk to you. And and we've talked uh, about Mason Garcia, but I've always been a little hesitant to, to really go on that deep dive because a lot of times we're in season, and you know, obviously there's there's things to talk about week in and week out. But as we get ready for this to be Mason Garcia's team, um, kind of. If we can revisit some of that with you, uh, we we have talked about Mason in the past, and I mean, he's put in a lot of work, and it does also say a lot about what kind of person he is, what kind of young man he is. 
that he is, I don't want to say stuck it out, but has, has continued to work and, and, and prove his craft as he, you know, gets the opportunity for this to be from the quarterback spot, his program. Right. You know, uh, you know, Mason, you know, much like Holton, just, you know, very high character, uh, young man and just, uh, excited about his opportunity. He, you know, he had a great, a great bowl practice, uh, you know, segment with us back in, uh, back in December and I just, you know, really, uh, improved and really came on and just, uh, you know, excited for him this spring because now you start building the offense around him and his abilities. And, and he is different than Holton. I mean, there's things that he does differently than what Holton does. So, you know, you will see the offense uh, adjust and change, uh, you know, to fit his skill set. And uh, I'm excited about the quarterback room. Uh, I'm excited about, you know, Mason and Alex and then adding Raheem Jeter to that this spring. Mm-hmm. And so, you, know, you got three guys in there that we're going to invest a lot of time and a lot of resources in this spring. So, uh, you know, it's going to be just uh, – I'm just – you know, I'm excited about this spring practice and putting this team together and getting out there and, uh, you know, seeing what we can do. It's old school in a lot of ways in that you're starting someone at quarterback for the first time uh, next season, but they've been in the program. It's it's not like it's a, a freshman per se or, you know, someone that's brand spanking right. into the program. So a lot of that makes, I think, will make a little bit of a difference, too. I'm not going to say there's not going to be any growing pains or some nerves. Those will be expected. Sure. But, I mean, it, it is, in a way, it's kind of the old school way of doing things. It is. And uh, there's not a whole lot of old school in college football anymore. <laughs> no, there's not. So I think, uh, I think you know, over – I saw a stat the other day. It was like 60% of the teams in the country last year started a uh, a transfer quarterback. And so, you know, you, you just, you don't see this as much anymore. So I think that's, I think it's a credit to Mason. Uh, but I think it's also a credit to what we try to do with our program here. Um, and that I'm not saying that, uh, you're not going to have transfers to other positions and stuff, right? but, uh, I do have, uh, a lot of peace just knowing just the dedication that Mason has had to the program and then the investment that we have invested in Mason. Uh, and so it, it does create a situation where, you know, our locker room is firmly behind Mason. I mean, he, he is, our, our, our players will rally around him uh, because they just, there is such a strong bond uh, between all the guys, uh, you know, that have, that have kind of you know, grown up this program together. Coach Mike Houston uh, with us, coach with uh, recruiting and that sort of second signing day period and then the portal, how much do you expect as far as numbers or maybe specific positions to to recruit towards, uh, but also out of the portal, maybe get some more immediate uh, needs filled? Well, I, I need I need our, our school calendar to, to not quite start so early in the spring. So it's kind of put us at a little bit of a disadvantage against some of the other um, schools regionally because we start the spring semester so early. Okay. Um, but, uh, we do have, we do have classes starting this past Monday. We do have, you know, quite a few guys that, uh, uh were added to the roster mid-year, uh, through the transfer portal. Um, you know, we're continuing to recruit, uh, some, some high school players. Uh, I would anticipate us signing a couple of guys in the, uh, February signing date. Um, 
I would say we will be very active in the transfer portal, uh, you know, post spring practice. Right. Uh, you know, when, when you kind of see, you know, okay, we need, we need a couple of guys here, a couple of guys there, you know, right now, um, right now it's just, you, 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 you're taking the roster that you have and you have so many guys that are getting opportunities this spring. Uh, but, uh, you know, we still, uh, will need to add some, uh, players to our roster before we get into the summer. As far as, you know, the way that the kicking game sort of evolved this year, obviously you have some guys with some ability in there. What will be some of the things you'll work on to, to improve that aspect of things? Well, I think we've done a lot of really good things uh, in the kicking game uh, this past year. I mean, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, some people would like to point out uh, some of the negative things that uh, happened on special teams, but uh, we, we did a lot of good things too. So, you know, the thing you try to do is you try to build on all the positives that you had and you try to correct uh, any issues that you had. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I plan on, you know, this spring uh, specifically, uh, I want to work, you know, all four core special teams throughout the spring and try to, as best we can, uh, get a good on good, you know, look from uh, from all four. So our punt unit will go against our punt return unit and, uh, you know, really try to compete and scheme each other up and try to, you know, iron sharpens iron kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with our kickoff and our kickoff return units. Uh, so, you know, that'll be a big focus during spring practice. You'll obviously have a, a big competition for the uh, starting place kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, I think that you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, who, who maybe is uh, next in some of the uh, return units. And so uh, we're fortunate to have Cy Hatfield returning. So obviously he's dynamic in the return game. Malik Fleming did a solid job for us as a punt returner last year. But you got to look and see, okay, who's next? Uh, you know, because you know CJ is, uh, you know, he's declared for the draft, and Keaton's declared for the draft, and those are your other two returners. So, uh, you know, we'll be excited about uh, you know looking at all that stuff as we get into spring practice. Coach uh, Steve Shankweiler is going to stay with the program but retire from coaching. Uh, that was a great viral moment with the video and, and getting the game ball. And uh, uh, Coach Shank, what a class act he is, and he's been with you a long time. Even no doubt, even, you know, prior to ECU, he's he's been with you. And he's been at ECU forever. It seems like with all the different incarnations. So, uh, <clears throat> it's really cool that, though that he's able to still stay with the program in an area of need with the alumni relations and the high school relations. Well, you know, he and I spoke uh, a year ago, and uh, he told me that when his time was done, he and Patty, you know, they wanted to stay here in Greenville. Uh, you know, this is, this is home for them. And so, you know, he, he, this was going to be his last, uh, his last stop no matter what. And, uh, you know, when, when we, when he and I started, uh, started talking, uh, back, you know, right, uh, right towards the end of the season. And, uh, you know, he told me that he just, you know, he thought it was time for him to, uh, transition away from, you know, the, on the field and all that, um, you know, I started working with our administration of, you know, how can we uh, continue to continue to have him here? Uh, his goal is easy. You know, he want he loves ECU. He loves this football program. He wants to do anything he can 
to help East Carolina University and to help our football program. And so, uh, you know, he, he's going to, uh, you know, adjust to another role uh, within our program uh, and still be around. And, uh, you know, he and I are working right now uh, with, uh, you know, what his, his uh, kind of responsibilities will be. Uh, and then, um, you know, excited about, uh, you know, welcoming in a new offensive line coach, which, you know, Shank does have a connection to Coach Mogridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Allen uh, has a, uh, a great reputation uh, nationally uh, in our in our industry and just so excited, uh, excited to kind of, you know, transition to what's next uh, with uh, with that group in that position. I appreciate you bringing up uh, Coach uh, Mortgage there. And uh, I, I want to ask you uh, about one other note, just back to the NFL. Jaquan McMillan made his debut last week. There's another uh, area you can kind of point to of a success story out of this program. And, and I got to think, too, as, as you look at recruits coming in, I mean, again, these guys that are able to go and get the exposure they're getting and, and opportunities at the next level. That's a big thing too, as well, as much as the on-field success of the program. Well, and I just, I was so excited for J-Mac. Uh, when I knew he was going to be activated, I sent him a message and just, you know, told him, you know, take your shot, you know, don't be nervous, you know, go do your thing and just, uh, you know, and what a great game he played. And, you know, hopefully that's going to create some more opportunities for him. Um, you know, he's another guy just, you know, just like I spoke about Keaton, just high character, uh, just, you know, loved our time together and just care so much about uh, him as a person just because of who he was when we were together. And uh, so, you know, excited for him and, and what he's doing in his career. And, and that, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's great for him and it's great for our program. Hey, Coach, uh, great to have you on with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your time throughout the season and even here uh, today, and uh, we'll look forward to, to catching up with you over the next few weeks. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys, as always, and appreciate your support of our program and looking forward to 2023. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Coach. Thanks a lot. Go Pirates. There he is, uh, Mike Houston. Hey, it's been a little while since we had the one-on-one with Coach Ben. That was good. That was good. No, that was great. Appreciate uh, Mike Houston for coming on with us. Always great to catch up with him. I, I mean, we love having him on in the morning. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to uh, to have a chance to kind of chat with Coach. We uh, know he's busy, so we appreciate the time. I think there's a lot of good things next season. And with his expanded playoff, uh, the program really, really – good position and uh, he makes a good point Ben uh, a few years ago you didn't have guys going declaring for the NFL in, in number I mean in guys that will, will probably get a shot to to you know get in a camp maybe make a roster yeah at the very least I remember at the, the very first big one was Deontay Smith and he was kind of yeah. the only guy there yeah and, and for a couple of years I think he was the only guy yeah all right uh, I tell you what Ben why don't we grab a break uh, we'll Come back, Ben will give us an update, and then we'll uh, get ready to wrap up the show. Congratulations to Johnny from Williamston, was the winner of our uh, four-pack of tickets, and also uh, a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. We'll uh, we'll try to give away some more tickets uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see how all that shakes out. Uh, I know tomorrow we're going to have uh, Brian Mull on talking college hoops, and then Webb Wellman from uh, Hoop State 
talking about uh, some of the big MLK basketball showcase events uh, going on. They've got three or four events going on Saturday and Monday across the state, uh, including Farmville is one of the host sites. So we'll, we'll get into all of that. Right now, a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, ben will update you on the other side of this break on the PJ Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Ben Barm here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update brought to you by Team Boneyard. Taking a look at the Pirates on the hardwood last night at Cincinnati. They suffered a defeat at the hands of the Bearcats, 83-55. to The Bearcats simply could not miss from beyond the arc, knocking down 14 out of 26 of their threes. Good enough for 53.8% from beyond the perimeter. With Landers Nolly, the transfer from Memphis, leading the way for the Bearcats with 20 points and 10 rebounds. As for the Pirates, Javon Small leading the way and scoring and led all scores in that ball game with 23 points. The Pirates now fall to 10 and 8 on the season and look to bounce back in their return to Menji's Coliseum this Sunday with tip-off set for 1 o'clock against USF. We'll bring you live network coverage beginning at 12.30 right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And then local pregame coverage begins with our Pirate Game Day countdown with Philip the Ref Pilkington right here at noon. Speaking of ECU, Pirate Club sets an all-time fundraising record for a single year. Donors contributed a combined $36.7 million in 2022 and recorded the third and fourth largest gifts in history. Definitely some encouraging news to hear there. One step closer to getting an indoor practice facility. And a former Pirate on the gridiron has finally notched himself on a pro squad as Tyler Sneed, former Pirate wide receiver, has been signed to the CFL's Montreal Alouettes to their active roster. Congratulations to him. Taking a look at the NFL, the Carolina Panthers have interviewed two more candidates for their head coach in vacancy. Demeco Ryans, the 49ers' current defensive coordinator, has uh, been requested to be interviewed. He had previously worked under Steve Wilkes with the Cardinals. And Gerard Mayo, former Patriots linebacker, now Patriots linebacker coach, has also we have also submitted a request for an interview with him as well. Wrapping up for the NFL, some breaking news when it comes to Sunday's wildcard game between the Ravens and the Bengals. Lamar Jackson is not expected to play per Adam Sheffer. That's going to do it for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. This 94 Through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard and NIL Initiative directly supporting part student-athletes. For more information on to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side, Patrick Johnson will wrap it up with all the latest sports headlines that comes your way right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Clemson has uh, reportedly or is set to reportedly hire uh, TCU offensive coordinator Garrett Riley to be their next OC after firing 
Brandon Streeter today. He, of course, uh, Streeter was a Clemson alum. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, we, we, we I probably didn't talk about it on here. But, you know, I was talking to some guys, some of my football contacts, and they were talking about that, you know, Garrett Riley was – his name was in the mix for a lot of head coaching jobs. Yeah, and I've seen that name a lot in a lot of recent head coaching vacancy reports in the couple last couple of months. And then, you know, he, I mean, TCU just, I mean, nothing went right. Offense didn't play well. Defense, nothing went right against Georgia. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, some of the luster was off of him. But uh, I think, towards maybe eventually becoming a head coach this is this maybe makes a little more maybe makes a little more sense i think and oh clemson twitter right now is all excited because they feel like dabo has not made any any legit moves towards keeping up with the joneses or in this case the smarts and sabins and this is a in their their opinion a move uh towards that I'm sure, of course, Garrett Riley, the brother of Lincoln Riley, was uh, a staffer for the Pirate Program when uh, Lincoln was here in Greenville. So I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a hashtag on somebody's Twitter feed claiming that they know him or something. He was my buddy. I used to go downtown with him. He was a great guy. I'm so proud of him. Somebody's going to do it. Um, yeah, somebody will do it, won't they? Um, we're, uh, we're going to try and, uh, next week, uh, sink our teeth a little more into this, um, into this deal with, uh, online sports gaming, uh, gambling, uh, legalization in North Carolina. I was told, you know, we tried to get Brian Murphy on and then he hit, he told me he had something coming out today on it. I'm yet to see where that is posted. Of course that could mean tonight, you know, Thursday's still not over yet, technically. But, uh, yeah, so next week we're, we're going to sink our teeth into that. If you missed yesterday and it looks like this, basically the house, the state house is going to have to rewrite that legislation, uh, pass their own version of the bill, which, you know, they're saying will be similar to what their version of the bill was that came up empty last time and then go from there. So we'll see. Uh, Are you optimistic about it? Do you see this getting done? Yes, I am. Now, the big question is, will you participate? Um, yeah, I, I probably, I probably would, yeah. I think I, I think I would, yeah. Is there like a particular sport of interest that would like interest you when it comes to betting? Golf. Go okay, yeah. You can make uh I, I I'm not saying I'm some expert, but I know enough about golf that uh I can uh is that I, I feel like I I could do okay with that. Yeah, because for a lot of those bets, you don't even have to pick like the outright winner. I mean, it can right? Be, there's certain parlays. Yeah, I th to that's it. What I, yeah. Th yeah, there's there's fun things within golf that you can do. So I, I would personally look forward to to golf. Um, I've had some people who uh, in my life, let's just say that 
you know, maybe were involved in this industry on, on some level. Okay. And uh, maybe they were the house, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> and they always told me college basketball, particularly West Coast college basketball, was a good way for the house to to do well, let's just say. Now, this was, gosh, 20 years ago. And there was not that much readily available on the internet. There was no kin palm. There was, you know, so I think the, I say this, but you know, the house always wins. There's a reason all these sports books are still open, but, um, (laughs) you know, there's more information out there now, let's just say yeah, to the average person that would. Well, yeah, back then the lines were probably all off just because they're kind of just well, they were. Hearsay, I mean, it was, like, it was an antiquated system. Yeah. Um, by the way, I bring this up. The opening, uh, I guess today, no, a couple days ago, the opening of Virginia's first freestanding. Oh, this is the okay. So Virginia was set to have their first freestanding casino, and it was delayed. This was going to be in Portsmouth. Hmm. Uh, okay. Instead of the previously announced opening schedule day of January fifteenth, which is three days away, Sunday. It's now being moved to Monday, January 23rd. Rivers Casino Portsmouth officials say the delay will give them additional time to test and verify new gaming equipment. I did see so, they were putting one in FedEx Field. And yeah. That's getting, yeah. like, they're doing that as early as this weekend. So this thing that's going to be put in Portsmouth is a $340 million gaming and entertainment venue. Uh, Rivers Casino Portsmouth will be open 24-7 with uh, 1,448 slots machines, 57 table games, 24 poker tables dedicated in a dedicated poker room. Uh, they'll have restaurants, all kinds of stuff the, there. The real question, can you smoke inside? I don't know. You can't, if you can't smoke I don't know. inside, I, I, not a real casino. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, even up in uh, Cherokee, they have a smoking section. Yeah. Gotta be able to smoke and play slots. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, basketball-related guests: Webb Wellman, Hoop State, Brian Mall talking college ball. We'll hear from Coach Swartz ahead of uh, the Pirates game against South Florida this weekend. And big thanks to Coach Houston for being with us today. Always great to catch up with him. We'll see you tomorrow on the uh, Patrick Johnson Show and in the morning on Talk of the Town.